Check one, two, one, two, and you don't stop. You know who's here. It's Straight the Clipper, and this is Bring the Noise Podcast. Coming at you this week with some more shit. I told you at the beginning, I'm hitting you this month with the lyrical giants. I hit you in the first, the first week of February. I gave you Boogie Down Productions. KRS One, knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everybody. Second week. I hit you with Big Daddy Kane, the King Asiatic, Nobody's Equal, the Smooth Operator. And now this week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to keep it going because I'm hitting you with the God MC himself. That's right, Eric B. and Rakim. And I'm coming at you this week with an album review of the 1992 monster, Don't Sweat the Technique. God damn, I told you I'm coming with the heat. This month, and I'm not fucking around. So, this album was released June 23rd, 1992. It is the last album that Eric B. and Rakim ever released together. And this album kind of builds off of the album that came before it. Let the rhythm hit him. Darker beats, more menacing rhymes. Rakim is a little bit more, uh, you know, he's always braggatocious and deep and flowing and everything. He does have some story raps on this one. That's pretty good. Uh, this was a good album. It was it was very successful, you know. It charted number nine on the top R&B albums. Uh, you know, I had four singles. I had What's On Your Mind, which was previously released on the House Party 2 soundtrack in 91. You had Know The Ledge. That was also released on the Juice soundtrack. We just went over that uh, um, a couple episodes ago. So that song was on this album. Obviously, the title track, Don't Sweat the Technique, maybe quite possibly one of their most known songs of all time. And then Casualties of War. Um, the last three, Know the Ledge, Check the Technique, and Casualties of War, were all 92. But uh, So you had some good singles. This album was, you know... Like I said, it was the last from Eric B. and Rakim, but this might have been the best. I mean, a lot of people really like to put um, weight on their first album and their second album being their best, like a lot of people do with these MCs. I said the same thing about Big Daddy Kane and uh, KRS-One and Boogie Down, but again, this one might have been, you know, one of their most successful ones, and uh, the everything grew. Their beats are better, their... You know, Rock Kim's rhymes are better. Everything about this album is better. You know, they always progressed. Every album got better as far as I'm concerned. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I'm hitting you with the Titans this month. So, this is the album I picked from uh, the god Rock Kim himself, Eric B. and Rock Kim. Now, when it comes to production on this album, like, we're just going to touch on this right now because... Just like their album before this, and all their albums, you know, Eric B. is always put as the sole producer of these albums. Same with Let the Rhythm Hit Him, same with this one. But it's been known that on Let the Rhythm Hit Him, Paul C. and then his protege, Large Professor, did a lot of the beat making and didn't really get credit for it. Um, 
Same things on this album. It'll say that Eric B. is the full producer, but Rakim, Large Professor, have always said, like, you know, he oversaw stuff, but he didn't really, you know, dive into all the little things that go into making a beat. So there's three producers that get a lot, that get no credit, but probably were the main ones that produced on this album. That's Large Professor himself. Um, Chams, that's Kerwin Young, a public enemy affiliate, kind of down with the bomb squad. And then uh, another guy called Richard, the Lord of the Board, Simmons. He did some production for Cooley Live and Me Fa Me. Anyway, it's been known that more than likely most of the production was handled by Large Professor. Anyway, just wanted to get that out. Eric B. still maintains that he was the one who did it, but other people, including Rakim himself, pretty much credit Large Professor with doing the majority of it. So anyway, now that we got that all the way out of the way, we know what we're diving into. Let's get into this album, this motherfucking giant, you know what I'm saying? So this album starts off with one of the, the first single, the one that was on the House Party 2 soundtrack, What's On Your Mind. So this song is definitely very different from anything Rakim's ever done. It's like a, it's a love story. Obviously, this is done Rakim style, so it's not like those love ballads from like LL or something like that. And it's actually, I mean, it's a pretty legit song, pretty legit beat. And um, it's uh, samples the uh, the what's on your so it samples Curious from Midnight Star, and then do the funky um, Penguin from Rufus Thomas. So I mean the beat you've heard sometimes before, especially the sample um, I'm Curious, you know from Midnight Star. It's been used quite a bit. That's the main sample on this song, and Rakim basically raps about meeting a girl on the subway, tries to kick a little game. She kind of turns away from him, and he's got a funny line where after he's trying to kick game and she turns away, he goes, okay, you don't really look good. I hope you have a bad day. Get off the subway. He ends up going somewhere else. Well, he runs into her a little bit later, and when he runs into her again, he assumes that she's going to be, you know, give the cold shoulder. But this time she said, hi. You know, they even, you know, he even says like curiosity and basically talks with her and is like, okay, cool, get you, get your number, get your number. Well, he doesn't call her back for a while, calls her back a month later and she's kind of salty about it. But he's like, look, look, I didn't want to press up on you and I didn't want to push the issue. So I gave it some time because I want to get to know you. And he goes through this whole story of basically getting to know her, hanging out. And, you know, by the end of the, ver- you know, end of his song, he talks about how, you know, they've progressed in their relationship. He stops by and she's wearing nothing but a negligee on and smelling like Liz Claiborne. And they go to the room, you know, turn off the lights, use your physical to find me, you know, and now I know what's on your mind. And that's, yeah, it's it's a good beat. Again, um, off, off this whole album, this beat does sound and this whole song is kind of different from the tone that the rest of the album is mainly because obviously this was put on a it was on a soundtrack to begin with so was know the ledge but know the ledge fits in with this album perfectly production wise rapping wise this one's a little off but since it's number 1 it's like they get it out of the way right away 
And no, it's not a slamming track. It's not like uh, looks like a job for, you know, coming in with uh, that song on Big Daddy Kane's album. And it's not like Boogie Down um, coming in with the style you haven't done yet. But nonetheless, it's a it's a dope song and it's actually works in its favor getting it at having it at number one as opposed to in the middle or at the end it would feel kind of forced so that's just kind of my opinion on it but uh nonetheless let's play that clip from number one that is i want to know what's on your mind or should i say what's on your mind from the album don't sweat the technique eric b and rock kim 1992 hit it Hello, good looking. Miss Lissy chicken on the A train, picking out a brain. I couldn't get a number, couldn't get a name. I said I still like your style of fashion, but I hate your hostility attitude with a passion. Is it because brothers like a hawk a lot? Is it because your shine don't chalk a lot? She turned away, no play. I said, okay, you don't really look good. I hope you have a bad day. All right, and we are back. And that leads us into number two, which is titled Teach the Children. So, also on this album, other Rock Him beats, not that he hasn't had faster beats, like I obviously follow the leaders pretty quick, but you know, he's mostly known for slower beats. Let the rhythm hit him had a few where he started to get a little bit faster. Uh, but not quite like this. So Teach the Children is definitely a pretty up tempo beat. There is definitely faster ones, but this one, um, is a little bit quicker, but Rakim still flows to his natural, barely breathing, you know, type of flow that Rakim is known for. The guy's a genius. He's a fucking monster, obviously. Anyway, teach the children. You can kind of guess what this song's about, right? So the whole song is about, obviously, teaching the children the right way. Even the hook has, like, kids kind of singing. At least that sounds like kids being like, we got to teach the children every day how to, you know, like, that type of shit. Um, and in the song, he talks about a guy that's pretty much been chewed up, spit out. Uh, life is not doing good for him. He's been laid off. He's been evicted. And just shit's not going good for him. So he's at his last, his last rope, basically. Um, so he's rapping again Rockham will do this a lot where he's putting himself like he's rapping as if he's this person and this person serve is surrounded by poverty and pain and you know doesn't really have much left so he starts robbing and murdering drug dealers you know prospering from the pain and death in his community so he's like you know that's what this person's doing that's how he's rapping so he even has a line where he goes I stagger up to the guy like I was a bass head, put the full fifth to his head, and then said, see them kids over there, walk to him real slow, give up the goods. And then, you know, even talks about how he pushes the guy into the place to to kill him. And then, but then he thinks of the children, you know, type shit. Like, look, we got to teach the children that selling drugs, this poverty shit, this is not the way, but there's also, you know life gets hard, but you, you can't, you get, you can't give up, you know, we got to teach the children the right way. Uh, good message, positive message. Rakim rips it. A story he tells is super dope. Obviously it's Rakim style. Uh, you're not going to hear me say because of this month in the lyrical giants, I'm never going to have a time where I'm like, yeah, 
he didn't come with the heat on this song like straight up the dude's coming with heat every single time rock him always comes with the heat there's never a fucking song that he doesn't we're just gonna get that out of the way so when you hear me say he rips it up and i say that on every song like no like legitimately he rips it up all right no ifs, ands, or buts about it, Rakim. They don't call him the God MC for no reason. He's not argued to be the greatest MC for no reason. Anyway, let's take a listen to Teach the Children. Number two from Don't Sweat the Technique from Eric B. and Rakim. Right about now, you'll play that. No more time to pass time. Steve's are the last bomb. Cause we're living in the last time. They want to go to war, more wars to come. But most of us fight more wars to run. Discrimination in the racial nation. While they destroy our strong foundation. Nature's balance, way off balance. They tip the scale, now it's no more silence. The hole in the ozone layer's out of control. But they want to fight for more oil and gold. All right, and we are back. Teach the children, baby. Now, remember when I was saying about the pace, about the fastness of certain songs. All right, I said Teach the Children was pretty hype, beats pretty dope, right? But it's got an upliftment feel to it. Uh, number three is called Pass the Hand Grenade, and the beat's quick, and the beat's rough, and this is like the core sound of this album right here. Like, the beats are fucking rugged, all right? Like, they hit hard, and it's made perfectly for Rakim. That's why I'm more of a fan of the last two albums let the rhythm hit them, and don't sweat the technique than I am of the first two. Now, before somebody jumps down my throat and goes, oh my God, how, how dare you not say paid in full is the best? All right, just shut the fuck up, all right? Now, all their songs have bangers. Like, look, straight up, Follow the Leader is probably my favorite song from Eric B. and Rakim. So Follow the Leader album has, you know, two of my favorite songs, Microphone Fiend, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, the first one paid in full. I ain't no joke. Got some bangers on there. But I'm just saying, production-wise, lyric-wise, flowing-wise, I think the last two albums are better. The beats are just... Those other albums have a couple songs that are really, really, really good. And then the other ones are good. And obviously, Rakim can hold it over because he's such a good lyricist. But on these two albums, I feel like the beats are specially tailor-made for Rakim. And it just sounds good. Pass the Hand Grenade is one of those fucking songs. And Pass the Hand Grenade is just Rakim. I mean, he's fucking destroying. He's letting you know the microphone is like a hand grenade. So when he gets it, he's going to blow up the spot. All right. And he goes through, you know, I said that Big Daddy Kane was a metaphorical monster. um, But Rakim is too. All right. Rakim can sit here and metaphorically put together how he's going to blow up the spot, you know, past the hand grenade and the beat starts going, you know, and he just starts, you know, the way he raps and metaphorically says, you know, the microphone is like a hand grenade, pass it over. I'm going to, I'm going to blow up the spot. You know what I'm saying? It's dope. This song is dope. The lyrics are dope. The beat is awesome. And I mean, it's called past the hand grenade. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, let's play a clip from number three. Pass the Hand Grenade from Eric B. and Rock Him, 1992. Right about now. Yo, let's play that shit. Pass the Hand Grenade, it's gonna blow cause I took out the pen. The tacit detonator, data, send. Program with protons, equipped with predicates. Electrons and elements just fit. We'll pull now, hit the ground, and that's that. Hit the floor like a meteor, so get back. Commas, implication, marks, separate, spark, follow the course until a war. 
And we are back, and that leads us into our next song, which is the last single that was released from the album, Casualties of War. I, I, you know I always have those one songs where I just got to be like, look, take a second, sit down, get mentally prepared, get ready. Look, Casualties of War, the beat is one of the hardest beats on this album, all right? The beat has a sinister feel to it, and Rakim rolls on this motherfucking beat and just absolutely destroys it. But it's not braggatocious rap. This is the story. This whole song, you know, it's Casualties of War. This song is a where now Rakim assumes the role of someone else again, kind of like in Teach the Children. He, in this one is a disillusioned Muslim soldier serving in the U.S. Army, all right? This is, this is during the Gulf War. So, again, the track's fucking ridiculous, but in this song, he talks about how, you know, he goes to war, can, compares basic training to training to torture, how he's been, like, you know, turned into this killing machine, basically. And that's his first verse, like him, you know doing all this and like also talking about how traumatized he is once he comes back when he returns when he returns home he talks about how he's he's basically going through PTSD he's having blackouts with violent episodes you know and shit like that and like the way Rakim describes all of this I mean this is like one of those hip-hop records that uh, when it comes to like warfare and veterans coming back, like it really fucking he he paints it, he paints it real real vivid on this song, right? And then he even starts rapping about um, about how he praises um, you know Allah and he's Muslim, but wait a minute, Saddam Hussein praised the same, and how he's so confused at how he's fighting them, but. You know, here in America, they view Muslims as bad. So he's like, wait, am I on the wrong side? Like, am I, should I change the target? Should I turn it around on, on the, on America now? Like, okay, I must be on the wrong side. Talks about how he killed some soldiers and then made it seem like the enemy did it. And then when he returned, you know, he injured himself and made it seem like he got injured. And when he returned, he's like, you know, and you can bet when they call, I'm going AWOL, like, because there ain't no way I'm going back to war when I don't know who or what I'm fighting for. You know what I'm saying? Like, basically saying, and it, like like a lot of people think, you know, he just paints a picture of what someone might be thinking that's Muslim in the U.S. Army fighting, you know, at the time, the Gulf War. And there's a, one thing about this song, though. So, and... I have a book from Rakim titled uh, Don't Sweat the Technique, surprisingly that. Uh, and um, like I said, it's one of their most uh, successful songs. But he talks about this song specifically in one chapter and what was going through his mind while he was writing this and how he just kind of tapped into something and just went with it, what was going on, what he was seeing, what he was seeing on the news what he had heard from people that he knew coming back and how fucked up everything was. And he just kind of put his mind in, you know, a crazy, uh, and I don't want to say crazy, but um, a person that was suffering from some traumatic shit from the war and how they snap and, you know, there's no help and this, that. But there's a line in here that didn't come back up 
until 9-11-2001. So in this song, Rakim, on his last verse, says something that nowadays is kind of eerie to hear. All right? Now, this is 1992. Rakim doesn't claim to be a prophet or nothing like that. He was just writing, and he was saying what could happen. So in a line in his third verse, he says, So I wait for terrorists to attack every time a truck backfires, I fire back. I look for shelter when the plane is over me. Remember remember Pearl Harbor, New York will be over, G. So when 9-11 hit, Rakim said he woke up to a lot of missed calls from like friends being like, Hey, you're in the news right now because people are saying that you predicted 9-11 in 1992 because when he says he's talking about terrorists he's talking about the middle east then he's talking about a plane overhead and how new york will be over just like pearl harbor the attack on pearl harbor which a lot of people have made similar you know when it comes to pearl harbor and 9-11 the similarities on how the attack was how traumatic it was you know how they didn't expect it this that and whatever um, I just wanted to say that because it's just interesting. Obviously, now Rakim's like, look, I didn't know shit like this was going to happen. I was just writing. I was just making a song. But nonetheless, when I first heard it, uh, I remember being like, yo, this motherfucker just predict this shit. This 1990 motherfucking too. You know what I'm saying? But uh, just wanted to state that, look, I ain't fronting this song's dope as fuck. All right? And it's it's got a it's got a powerful message to it. And it's just rock him at some of his best. So let's play that clip because I've been talking way too long and I know he wants to hear it. This is number four, Casualties of War. Eric B and Rakim, don't sweat the technique. Yo, let's play that shit. No way I'm going back to war when I don't know who or what I'm fighting for. So I wait for terrorists to attack. Every time a truck backfires, I fire back. I look for shelter when the plane is over me. Remember Pearl Harbor, New York, will be over, G. Kamikaze, trapped with bombs, no peace in the east. They won't prevent what's a dawn. Did I hear gunshots and thunder? No time to wonder, somebody's going under. Put on my fatigues and my camouflage. All right, and we are back. Like I said, that beat is menacing, yo. Make sure you go listen to that one. Um, it's just all in general. You want some lyrics. You want a story. You want some shit. Casualties of War, man. And uh, there's a music video to that bad boy, too. So just feel free to check that out. Anyway, let's keep it going. Let's get to number five, a song called Rest Assured. So this one, he had a song on the album before this where he refers to himself as 007. So he refers to himself on this song like he's a, he's an agent, like he's a secret agent, you know, but hip-hop is his, you know, he's a secret agent of hip-hop, basically. How he lives this lavish lifestyle, like with silk sheets and beds and women, and and when he's not on the microphone doing his job murdering MCs with a license to kill, he's just living the lifestyle. And the beat is pretty dope. Um, not one of the best beats on the on this album i will admit um if i do this song i do to kind of tend to just eh, skip by again the beat's fine rakim's lyrics are always going to be on par the shit he's talking about just the 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 him just rapping about being a you know 007 is back basically rest assured that's the hook let and i like the concept of the song it's dope um but off the album, it is one of the weaker songs. I will state that. 
Just my personal opinion. Nothing wrong with it. Just, you know, a little weak compared to the other ones. But the lyrics are always on par. No matter what Rakim raps over, the lyrics are always going to be dope. They're smooth. It's just this one's just a little bit weaker than the other ones. And that's yeah, that's really all I got to say about that. I'm not going to take too much time on it. This is Rest Assured. Let's play that clip. Eric B. and Rakim, Don't Sweat the Technique, 1990 Motherfunkin' 2. Let's play that shit. I don't stress my day, cause it's best to parlay. I guess you could say I've been away. I wake up slow when I'm hot, but I construct the plan. Fourteen hands, cool me off with fans. They make waves as they wiggle in the waterbed. Go back to love the covers, a silk bed spread. A morning massage turning into a real rough rub down. So I figured I'll lay around. They keep me wet with a juice called Tahiti. They make the room steamy. So soon they couldn't see me. They don't wanna... Yo, 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 and we're back like that. Which leads us into number six. We're halfway through the album, ladies and gentlemen. I forgot to say, as always I do, there's 12 songs on this album. So, this is the halfway point, and boy, oh boy, does the halfway point really start it off nice. So, let's look at the first half of this album. You know, Teach the Children's Dope, Pass the Hand Grenade, and Casualties of War right after each other. Fantastic. Rest assured, a little bit of a lull. Don't you worry, because we're going to pick this motherfucker up to full volume, 100%. Now, like, crank this shit to volume 10. We got a song called The Punisher, number six. Look, I ain't going to funk around with you on this one. Rakim kicks some of the most lyrical, destruction, terror, whatever you want to call it. It's madness. The Punisher is madness. This whole song is a lyrical, just fucking giant and it's Rakim, metaphorically, lyrically, just letting you know he's the Punisher. When it comes to this rhyme shit, he's the Punisher. He'll torture you with his rhymes. He'll end your career. And this is also one of Rakim's favorite songs, like, of his own. He loves this song. He loves to quote this. Again, in that book I have from him, he had a whole chapter about this song, too. And all he talked about is how much fun he had when he was writing this song and how much fun he has performing it, especially his middle verse. There's a lot of times Rakim will kick like a cypher or like a freestyle or, you know, whether it was on Yo! MTV Raps or whatever, he would like to do this middle verse a lot. Maybe people would start snapping their fingers, you know, clapping their hands, and he would kick this verse because uh, he loves it. He loves the verse. I think he mu- he was... He even stated this that he was in like a different state of mind when he was writing this shit and he was just, you know, the punisher, letting putting MCs on notice, like, hey, I know it's ninety-two. I know there's a lot of good MCs out there. I know you want to know, do I still have it? Is Rock Him still the best? Shut the fuck up. You know goddamn well he's the best. And here he comes with the Punisher. Like I said, the rhymes are fucking magnificent. And the middle verse, this is his best verse, you know. He even just, oh, God, talking about ways, you know, I'm pushing your eyeballs way to the back of your head so you can see what he's, so he can see what he's getting into, a part of the mind that he's never been to, you know, just all these, I I, I run a game plan to locate, I run a brain scan to locate his game plan. When I'm through with his brain, he ain't the same man. And just, yeah, dude, it's, it's nuts. The beat is ridiculous too, like. The beat is just, yeah, I can't even, like, once you hear, you'll understand just how nuts this beat is because it's fast, it's in your face. This is some of the most, like, 
energy I've I've ever heard Rakim put into his song. Like he's very much like fucking intense on this, which usually he's always laid back on anything. You know, you heard him on Teach the Children, Casualties of War, even even past the hand grenade. He's still pretty laid back. Now he's coming with the heat on the Punisher. Anyway, let's play that clip. Right about now, number six, The Punisher, from the album, Don't Sweat the Technique, The God Rock Him, Eric B. and Rock Him. Hit it! I hold the mic as hostage, I'm seized as ransom, rhymes to punish him cause they don't understand him. I heat up his brain, then explain, then I hand him a red hot microphone, that's how I brand him. Rhymes full information, unite and ignite, like a patron putting bullet wounds in the mic. If they curse me, it ain't no mercy, give him an autopsy, guilt by a verse of me. I took a kid and cut off his eyelids, killing him slow so he can see what I did. And if he don't understand what I said, I'm pushing it. Alright, and we are back. Whew! I told you, yo, the Punisher's nuts. And that's why I was like, you know, you come in after Rest Assured, you know, and Rest Assured's not a soft beat at all by any means, but the Punisher just cranks it up. But then as funny as that is, we head into number seven called Relax With Pep. We just had possibly the most hype track on the whole album, and then it just, like, comes to a full-on, like, halt with rest uh i'm sorry relax with pep number seven and that's not a bad thing because relax with pep is very laid back and it's rock him rapping extremely slow the beat is very slow and i mean it's called relax with pep it's almost like hey all right did you have fun with the punisher okay let's just relax relax with pep right now you know what i'm saying let's we'll just you know he and rock him almost just like creeps over this baseline and yeah, it's it's a it's a dope ass song, and I'm okay with it being after it. It's got some, it's got a jazzy feel to it, you know, like some saxophone breaks down breakdowns, and um, yeah, I mean, then this whole album has a lot of jazzy type of feel to it. So, I mean, it's it's all right, you know. I I'm I'm down with it, and I think it's okay, and I like where it's at. It's a good song, I will admit. It's not a skipping song at all. I know it sounds like it's just it's a lot to go to after The Punisher, but it does create this three-song little stretch here in between where it gets real mellow, real nice, real jazzy. But sometimes that's when Rakim's at his best. What I do like about this album is the branching out of these hype-ass tracks that usually he doesn't rap over. Not that he can't, but... Uh, he I, to me he's always going his best when he's creeping over these these beats and so relax with pep is one of those ones and like I said on this one he's just he's just rapping letting you know like he got good metaphors again he's always gonna rip it and it, this is just slow slick smooth you know it's it's the god you know what I'm saying rock him anyway let's play that clip number eight keep the beat eric b and rock him don't sweat the technique 92 you know what it is let's go my style's removed i'm calm but deadly heat up but cool i'm rough as the right hook but still look smooth even when i'm unseen i show and prove women i give them pain and still soul that's how i put you down but i'm hard to put up with swell up like helium but i can make it fit I'm taking what I want and make you want to give it here. Provoking you to flaunt. You get the idea. And we are back. That was number seven, Relax with Pep, which leads us into number eight, a song called Keep the Beat. This might be one of Rakim's most underrated songs 
of all time. Now, remember I said there's a three-track here that's very laid back. So this beat is very laid back. I mean, it, to me, it's got a nice summertime feel. It's got a nice just... I mean, it's a very nice, just dope sound and beat. So he also has his sisters singing the hook, his real sisters. So Rakim comes from an extreme music family. All of his, all of his family from his mom to his dad to his brothers. You know, he always talks about how he learned how to play the saxophone from his older brother. His sisters sang, his mom sang, his dad played the sax. You know, he played the saxophone. So on this song, he's got his sisters, two of his sisters singing, and then he also has his brother uh, doing the piano part on there, I believe. Pianos or drums, I, I believe it's the piano. But anyway, in an interview, he said this before, and in the book, he said this. And so this beat is very melodic. The singing part is very awesome. And the best part, why I say this is such an underrated song for Rakim, he metaphorically in this song basically says how he is swooning or, you know, basically wine and dine and just getting a girl. He metaphorically goes through and he treats it like, can you keep the beat? So it's like he's comparing keeping the flow of a beat to keeping on the flow with, with his girl, basically. And... It's just so good. I saw a comment on one of the on uh, the song one time that someone's like, Rakim just told us through nothing but metaphors all the things he's going to do to the girl in a sexual way. But and and it's dope, you know. It's just the way he does it. Like she asked, "Could I keep the beat? You know, let's hang with. Let's see if you can hang with Ra. Hmm. Let's see if you can Shangri La. You know, just going through these different like." So now she knows that I can keep the beat. And then the hook comes in, tempo's moving. Just, I, it's, like I said, one of the most underrated gems of Rakim because the story, the way he breaks it down, this is a song you got to listen to a bunch because at first you just think he's talking about a beat, you know, the, how he can keep on a beat, how he can do that. And it's kind of like a double in a way it is, but then you realize... He's also talking to a girl, do using a metaphor about how he can stay on beat, keep the beat, but keep the beat when it comes to this, you know, the, this thing when it comes to girls, whether that's sex, whether that's finessing a girl, whatever it is. Uh, Rockham's dope. That's all you need to know. This one, Hidden Gem, doesn't get enough credit. Fan-fucking-tastic song. So let's play a clip of number eight, Keep the Beat from Eric B. and Rockham. Off the album, don't sweat the technique. Let's play that. She asked, could I keep the beat? So here's the beat. Every time it pounds, you get weak, comfy, embedded like a pillow. Bouncing with an echo. My voice is moist and plus mellow. I got it going on. You're gonna want to come. Your skin is the drum set. I'm the drummer. Get the drummer song. And we'll see if you can hang the rock. And we are back with the next song, baby, Pa. You know what it is. We're keeping that three mellow song, like I said, right there in the middle. Relax with Pep. Keep the beat. Number nine is a song called What's Going On. So, a lot like Teach the Children, this song is also about the crime-riddled streets of New York. You know, once again, like Rakim does, 
when he's describing something or putting himself in someone's shoes, he always vividly describes what's going on, and he vividly describes the urban decay. You know, he describes how young people are born and raised into a life of crime and uh, how it pretty much only leads to a violent death. And the production on this track is very mellow. Again, the bass, or the bass line is tight as fuck on this song. And the hook is just someone going like, hey, bro, what's happening? Hey, bro, what's going on? You know, he'll come in and say that and, hey, bro, what's going on type shit. And the beat's mellow. It's a mellow. And again, it's kind of, this song kind of reminds me of In the Ghetto for, or The Ghetto from the uh, the album before this, Let the Rhythm Hit him. one of their most known songs. This one's kind of like The Ghetto when it comes to this album, what's going on? Very mellow beat. He's very vivid with what he states. And, you know, it's got a soulful ba- bass line. It's got some trumpet samples in there. Shit's dope. This is another very overlooked gem uh, when it comes to Eric B. and Rakim. Again, just like the last song, only the last song was much more lighter of a note of what they were talking about. This one's one of those deep songs that gets you thinking. And, like... I like a, a lot of songs from Eric B and Rakim, especially this one and some other ones on this uh, album. You know, it's kind of like you put it on, you just kind of stare out the window and look at life and just listen to Rakim paint a picture of what's going on. And that's what he does on this song. Like, and, you know, funny, it's titled What's Going On, you know? And he just calls people out, calls drug dealers out, calls people out that aren't doing good for themselves, let alone, you know, their, their environment, their community. And yeah, you know, it's, it's just dope. It's a dope ass song. So on that note, I ain't even going to speak on it anymore. We're going to finish this little mellow trio of songs here, right with this one. Number nine, what's going on from Eric B and Rakim off the album. Don't sweat the technique. 1992 hit it. Happening, it's been so long. What's going on? And what's going on? The good old days are gone. You forgot your plot and your plans. As a young man, you invented a scam. Even you don't understand. You break the enigma. Can't figure it out. You changed the route. Now you're in doubt. You used to cut class. More grass, still fast. Figured you was all that. But that ain't glass. The times was harder. All right, and we are back. And that leads us to number 10, which is Know the Ledge. So, we already heard a clip from this song on my top five hip-hop soundtracks of all time for me. Uh, so on the soundtrack, it's called Juice, Know the Ledge. On the album, Don't Sweat the Technique, it's just simply known as Know the Ledge. Same beat, same rhymes, nothing's different about it. So we'll dive a little bit more into the song. You know, I just kind of picked this song to play on the on the soundtrack. I did note how... It's very similar to what's going on in the movie. It talks about a kid growing up once again. Rakim puts himself in the shoes of um, of someone who a young youth who is basically turning to a uh, life of crime and uh, basically goes through the whole verses of saying how he starts sticking up kids, starts slanging shit, and he you know and how he's living with his mom and how he's late from school, but he's got to, you know, jump the train, make sure. And he goes through, you know, that's the first verse where type of shit. And 
Um, Look, like I said about it before, the beat is ridiculous. This might be one of the best songs Eric B and Rakim have ever made, personally. Um, The beat's got this rugged-ass fucking bass line on it. The scratching on it, yo, like this, come on, man. Like the scratching part when it hits the hook, like hoping that I know the last, yeah, again, obviously I'm not going to try to beatbox it to a DJ type shit, but it's just, when I said that this song fits on the album better than uh, what's on your mind, this is why you hear the beats that I've played so far, you know, like casualties of war well no the ledge fits right on this album beautifully the storyline what he's talking about once again as a youth in new york just turned into a life of crime he ends the song by saying um he gets shot he dies falls off the ledge i guess uh, you know or i guess he didn't know the ledge you know he lived the fast life the crime life and it caught up to him and that's like a lot of songs around this time Trust me, there's plenty of hip-hop songs about the same shit. But with the way the beat is, the way Rakim flows over it, and, yo, it's just one of the best songs Eric B. and Rakim have ever made. And it fits beautifully on this album. It's definitely one of the first songs I ever heard from Eric B. and Rakim, so I've always loved this song. And yeah, that's there's so guess what? You get to hear another clip of it, just like you did a couple episodes of it. And if you didn't already go listen to it, what are you doing? Why? Why haven't you went and listened to it? You need to listen to it, but that's all right. If you didn't listen to the Juice soundtrack, fantastic. That's fantastic, because now you can come listen to this album, and now you can hear Know the Ledge. I don't care how you hear it, you just need to hear it. I one time for your miggity and you don't stiggity. This is Know the Ledge from the album Don't Sweat the Technique, Eric B. and Rock Kim, 1992. Yo, let's and we are back and that leads us to number 11 and ladies and gentlemen we got the title song don't sweat the technique again this might be one of their most recognized songs even if somebody who doesn't know who eric b and rakim are they've there's a very strong possibility you've heard this song or if you you have at least heard the beat it's been on commercials before um for like athletic wear running shoes i believe it was on a nike commercial i might be wrong about nike but it was definitely on some commercials it's got a jazzy ass feel to it okay and it's got first off they sample the bass line um from the young holt unlimited the the queens of the nile okay and they also took the horn sample they spliced it up and the drums from cool and the gangs give it up okay so that's the main part of this this song is you hear the bass like it's on a cello like doom 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 boom 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 and then the second most uh, recognizable part of this song is when the horns come in and the horn part and the bass line like look all right flat out I love jazz hip hop 
one thing about this album, it's definitely very jazz influenced, like a lot of shit was starting to be in 92 and on, especially from the East Coast. While the West Coast went for that funk, the East was going very jazzy. I like both of them. I love the jazz hip hop shit. I This is one of my favorite songs from Eric B and Rakim, flat out. I'm not even going to fucking lie. This is like one of the first songs I ever heard from Eric B and Rakim besides Know the Ledge. This song was right there with it. And I fell in love with this song from the moment I heard it. I'm a sucker for horn samples, okay? Well, this one has the creme de la creme of horn samples, all right? And on this one, it's just Rakim flexing, okay? He's letting them know. He's flexing on this shit, you know? They want to know how many rhymes have I ripped and wrecked, but the researchers never found all the pieces yet. Scientists try to solve the context. Philosophers are wondering what's next. Like, yo, yeah, come on now, Rakim's spitting that shit. Pieces are took from the lab to observe them. They couldn't absorb them. They didn't deserve them. My ideas are only for the audience ear. For my opponents, it might take years. Yo, that's just painted like, look, my shit's for the audience's ear. For my opponents, this might take you years to understand what I'm saying. You know what I'm like? Yo, philosophers are wondering what's next. Scientists tried to solve the context. Yo, the lyrics on this song are nuts. Rakim is flexing. That's what he's doing on this song. Yo, I, I used to think it was Eric B, but Large Professor probably made this beat, gave it to him, was like, look, here's these horns. Here's this fucking bass line. Why don't you just ride that rhythm? And we all know Rakim's going to flow. If there's one thing Rakim's always been known for, it's flow. It's the lyrics. It's the deep shit. And man, he gets lyrical as all hell. I know I said the Punisher is up there this one's up there as well in a whole different way the punisher is more lethal and when it comes to like what he's talking about this one's a little bit more finesse style nonetheless the lyrics are on point and don't sweat the technique is you know i always say if i could show someone a song to get them just one song just one song don't sweat the technique might be that song to just show someone and be like yo you don't think rakim can rhyme are you dumb Remember when I said I'm a I'm a slap you with a wet sock? Yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing. If you talk, if you you try to tell me Rakim can't flow, get ready, cause I'm reaching into that hamper, I'm pulling that wet sock out, and you're getting slapped across the face just like that. Anyway, enough speaking, enough yapping, enough talking, enough speaking. Let's get into this shit, y'all. Number eleven, title track. Don't sweat the technique off the album by the same name. From the one and only Eric B. and Rock Him. Hit it! Let's trace the hits and check the file. Let's see who bit the dial, check the style. I flip the script so it can't get filed. At least not now, it'll take a while. I change the pace to complete the beat. I drop the bass to MCs, get weak. For every road they trace, it's a scar they keep. Cause when I speak, they freak the sweat, the technique. I made my debut in 86. Ooh-wee, we back, baby. Pa, I love that song right there. That gets us into the last track of the album, number 12, Kick Along. So, just like just like those other fast beats I said, like The Punisher and Pass the Hand Grenade, Kick Along is one of those that like 120, you know, beats going down. You know what I'm saying? It's one of the fastest tracks that Rakim's been on 
And again, like I said, every song is going to be lyrical, no doubt about it. But he is flipping words like a fucking acrobat on this song. And he is, I mean, literally it's called Kick Along. So the beat is just rolling and he's just fucking flowing to it. Like the way he's putting the shit together, the way he's rhyming, the way he's using his metaphors. Again, no real subject matter. This is just him being like, come on, pick it up, kick along, swing along, see if you can... See if you can ride to the rhythm of a beat. Kick it with the rhythm. Kick it with a beat. And just, yo, Rakim goes nuts on this last song. Great last song, I got to admit. I thought maybe ending with Don't Sweat the Technique would have been a little bit better. But Kick Along is a good way, a strong way to end it. The beat's pretty dope. It definitely has like a menacing sound to it. Uh, the, the hook has like, you know, again, like I said, this album's very jazzy. So it's definitely got some horns. And the hook is just him going, kick along. And as the beat keeps going, it's got like a little organ sound to it. Kick along. And yeah, yeah, basically, uh, see if you can kick along. See if you can rap with Rakim, because you probably can't. So anyway, um, yeah, it's a fly-ass song. Love number 12. Great way to end the album. Um, Good spacing on this album. Like I said, Obviously, there's some weird songs in there, like uh, what uh, what it begins with, but we'll get into that after we play this clip from number 12, Kick Along, from Eric B. and Rakim off the album, Don't Sweat the Technique, 1992. Hey, yo, DJ, play that. If you like it acapella, so clap will be sweet, almost complete, feel an impact when it hits the street, but uh, it sound thicker when I kick it with a beat. See, I can let it speak for itself, but every now and then it need a little help, guess who? the rescue, pump, ripping up car by stepping, then stomp, explore, scam, scam the land, like Mr. Timberland, prepare the stage for rock, him to stand, then I pick a song, grab the mic, click it on, time to get it on, kick along, see if you can move to the Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and that is the album, that is the whole album, Don't Sweat the Technique from 92, that's a, man, I love that album, it's a fly-ass album, it's a dope-ass album, um, yeah, I mean, once again, this is Rock Him at some of his best. I know I said that Eric B. didn't necessarily make the beats. He does do some cuts. But that doesn't mean that Eric B. doesn't do anything. Rakim has stated this before. Eric B. is a mover and a shaker in the industry. Like, whether that's making deals. just He he is someone who keeps the, the ball moving. So, you know, it's Eric B. who went out and got Large Professor to do this, you know. He took credit for it, and obviously that led to a little bit of a rift between him and Large Pro, but he still had the ear for talent. You know, he's the one who, you know, basically is like, Rakim, I want to put you on, you know. he's He knew good beat makers when he seen them. He just, you know, sometimes would be like, dude, that was great. Now I'm going to put my name on it and say it was me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but it is what it is. Anyway, dope-ass album from one of the greatest MCs of all time, uh, one of their best albums of all time. Album covers dope too, and yeah, that means you know what I got to do, y'all. I gotta pick three songs that I take off, and I gotta pick my top three. So I will state that picking my top three wasn't too difficult. Picking three to take off, two of them wasn't very hard. Third one was a bit difficult. All right, so the three I'm gonna take off. You heard me talk about number five, rest assured, uh, the, the him acting as a secret agent type deal. Uh, good song. It's just definitely my least favorite song on the whole album. I don't really have too much of a problem 
taking that song off. Uh, again, it's not nothing to do with Rakim's lyrics. It's production-wise, the beat is just not as up to par as the rest of them. Just my personal opinion. Uh, fits perfect on the album. It's just my, my least favorite song on the album, nonetheless. Anyway, then the second song that I am going to take off of this album, man, it actually, I you know, I said two of them were easy. One of them was easy. This one. Eh, you know, it's a little difficult, but Relax with Pep, number seven. I know I said coming right after The Punisher is a nice little relaxing beat, and there's that little trio in the middle that's, like, really, really dope. Um, Here's the thing. It's just, I like the other songs better. I I have to have the other songs on there, you know what I'm saying? Um, And so that means I'm taking number seven, Relax with Pep. This is where I really hit uh some some shit this is where i really hit uh, uh, some problems basically um i really didn't want to take keep the beat off anyway uh or i'm sorry uh relax with pep and so rest assured i had no problem with relax with pep dope but that one was not that hard to take off either this is where i started to have a problem look i'm not taking off a lot of these songs like tease the children pass the hand grenade casualties of war they're staying punisher come on staying at the end no the leads don't sweat the technique kick along they're staying that really leaves me with this middle part that i love so much i've already taken relax with pep off i can't take keep the beat off right because that be i mean i already said it's one of the most underrated gyms i don't think i can take what's going on off either so it really pains me because I do like this song. I really, really do like this song. But I think I'll take number one, What's On Your Mind Off. Uh, that one really does pain me because I love that song. But because it is the most off the rest of the albums, off the album's trajectory, it makes me pick that one instead because I just, I gotta, I gotta have Keep the Beat and I gotta have What's Going On on there. So... Just to recap, what I'm taking off, I'm taking off number one, What's On Your Mind. Oh, sad. I hate to do it. Number five, Rest Assured. I'm fine with that. And number seven, Relax With Pep. Those are the three I'm taking off. Now, what are my top three? How can you pick top three? So even though I decided to keep keep the beat and what's going on, they're not going to be in my top three, all right? This is what's going to be in my top three. Flat out. And, uh... It was difficult, but not difficult. Number 11, Don't Sweat the Technique, the title track, is quite possibly my favorite song from Eric B. and Rakim of all time. So picking that song, not hard. Just like I did on the Juice soundtrack, Know the Ledge is also one of Eric B. and Rakim's best songs ever. So picking that one was not really that difficult. Then it came down to two. Should I pick Pass the Hand Grenade or should I pick Casualties of War? I ended up going with one completely different. I went with The Punisher, all right? So I love Casualties of War. I love the story. The beat is ridiculous and amazing. I love Pass the Hand Grenade. Again, beat ridiculous, rhymes out of this atmosphere, out of the world. But The Punisher is just so fucking ridiculous, so dope. Just rugged, ridiculous. I had to pick it. So again, 
I got number 11, Don't Sweat the Technique. Gotta be in the top three on the album. Number 10, Know the Ledge. Gotta be in the top three on the album. And number six, The Punisher. Those are my top three off the whole album. And again, you gotta pick The Punisher because it's one of Rakim's favorite songs. One of his favorite songs that he's done. So I agree. The Punisher is dope. Everything about it. And that is the album, ladies and gentlemen. That is Don't Sweat the Technique. Man, I told you I'm coming with the heat. Guess what? I said I'm coming with the four lyrical titans. So you got to wait till next week to see who my fourth lyrical titan is. But if you know, then you probably already know who it is. I'm also not doing this in any order, by the way. I'm just picking. You know, I picked Karis one first. I know he's my favorite MC. I always state that. But I don't have Big Daddy Kane over Rock Him or anything like that. I just decided to go with these giants, and I'm going to hit you with the fourth one next week, and I'm looking forward to it. So you can compare all these styles and the reason why I got them. Now you can compare three of them right now. God, Rock Him. Boom. It is what it is, baby pa. Anyway, make sure you click subscribe, like, and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Bring the Noise Podcast. I am your host, Straight the Clipper, and you know I'm Audi 5000, so peace out. <laughs> One, two, and three, yeah.